0: Chapter 12 of the Memoirs of Chateaubriand, seventeen sixty eight to eighteen hundred. Part two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicole Lee. Memoirs of Chateaubriand, seventeen sixty eight to eighteen hundred. Part two. By Francois René de Chateaubriand. Chapter twelve. Paris, December eighteen twenty one. Society, aspect of Paris before the revolution whenever i read the history of public disturbances i could not conceive how persons had been able to live in those times i was astonished that montaigne wrote in a chateau of which he could not make the circuit without the risk of being carried off by bands of leaguers or of protestants the revolution has enabled me fully to understand the possibility of such an existence moments of crisis produce an increase of life among men in a society which is going through the process of dissolution and reconstruction The struggle of the two geniuses, the shock between the past and the future, the mixture of the old and the new manners, form a transitory combination which leaves not a moment of ennui. Passions and characters set at liberty exhibit a vigour which never appears in a well-regulated city. The infraction of laws, freedom from duties, usages and civility, even dangers, add interest to the disorder. The whole people in the universal respite of occupation walk in the streets freed from its demagogues relax for a moment into a state of nature and only begin to feel the necessity of the social reign when it is forced to bear the yoke of new tyrants called into existence by license i could not more fully describe the society of seventeen eighty nine and seventeen ninety than by comparing it to the architecture of the time of louis the twelfth and of francis the first when grecian orders began to be mixed with the gothic style or rather by comparing it to a collection of the ruins and tombs of all ages heaped together pell-mell after the reign of terror in the cloisters of the petit augustin only the wrecks of which i speak were living and varied without intermission in every corner of paris there were literary réunions political societies and theatres the men of great future renown wandered about in the crowd without being known like souls on the banks of Lethe before having enjoyed the light i have seen marshal gouvian saint cyr play a character at the theatre du marais in De Beaumarchais and one went from the club of the fouillants to that of the jacobins from balls and gambling-houses to the gatherings of the palais royal from the tribunes of the national assembly to open air meetings deputations of the people pickets of cavalry and patrols of infantry passed and repassed each other in the streets close beside a man in a french dress with powdered hair a sword at his side his hat under his arm pumps and silk stockings there walked a man with cropped hair without powder an english frock coat and an american cravat the news was published by the actors at the theatre and the pit resounded with patriotic songs occasional pieces attracted multitudes an abbe appeared on the stage the people shouted at him coxcomb coxcomb and the abbe replied gentlemen vive la nation mandini and his wife Viganonia and rovadino might be heard at the opera buffa after having listened to the howling of sairin one might have gone to admire madame du gazon madame saint-aubin caroline the little olivier mademoiselle contat mollet fleury and talma just then a débutant, after having seen favre hanged the promenades on the boulevard du temple and des italiens surnamed Coblentz were crowded with showy women among whom three young daughters of gretry were conspicuous white and red as their attire the whole three soon died she fell asleep forever says gretry speaking of his eldest daughter seated upon my knee and as beautiful as when alive a multitude of carriages rolled over the crossings or bedoured the sans Culotte, and there was to be seen the beautiful madame de buffon sitting alone in the duke of orleans phaeton at the door of some club the elegance and taste of the aristocratic society was to be met with at the Hotel de la roche at the evening parties of mesdames de proyes des nains de simiens de Vaudreuil, and in some of the drawing-rooms of the high magistracy still remaining open at the houses of monsieur Necker, le comte montmorin and the various public functionaries were to be seen with madame de steele la duchesse d'aguillon Madame de beaumont and de serilly all the new ornaments of france and all the freedom of the new manners the shoemaker in the uniform of an officer of the national guard on his knees took the measure of your foot the monk who on fridays wore his white or black robe on sundays wore a round hat dressed like a citizen the shaven capuchin read the newspapers in the wine-shop or the tea-garden and in the midst of a circle of frivolous women there appeared a grave nun this was some aunt or sister turned out of her convent crowds visited the convents open to everybody just as travellers in granada run through the deserted halls of the alhambra or as they stop at thibault under the columns of the temple of the sibyl finally there were duels and amours friendships in prison and political brotherhood mysterious rendezvous under the clear sky in the midst of the peace and poetry of nature there were retired silent solitary walks mixed with eternal oaths and unspeakable affections in the midst of the hollow noise of a vanishing world and the distant sound of a crumbling society which threatened with its fall the destruction of all those sources of happiness placed at the feet of events whenever anything was lost sight of for four and twenty hours no one could be sure of ever finding it again some engaged in revolutionary turmoils others thought of civil war others again set out for ohio whither they sent before them plants or chateaux to be built among indian savages others again went to join the princes all this cheerfully often without a single sou in their pockets the royalists alleging that the whole would end some morning by a decree of the parliament the patriots equally vain in their hopes announcing the reign of peace and happiness with that of liberty the following song was heard everywhere la sainte chandelle d'arras le flambeau de la provence si ne nous éclaire pas, met le feu dans la france on ne peut pas les toucher et on espère les moucher and mark what opinions were formed of robespierre and mirabeau it is as little in the power of any earthly faculties said l'étoile to prevent the french people from speaking as it is to bury the sun in the earth or to shut it up in a hole the palace of the tuileries a great jail filled with convicts rose in the midst of these fetes of destruction those also sentenced to death enjoyed themselves whilst they were waiting for the cart the shearing-time or the bloody shirt which had been put out to dry and they could see through the windows of their prison the dazzling illuminations of the queen's circle pamphlets and newspapers multiplied by thousands satires poems and the songs of the acts of the apostles replied to the ami du peuple or to the moderateur of the monarchical club edited by fontaine du dupin in the political articles of the mercure was in opposition to La and. In the literary portion of the same paper champanetz the marquis de bonnet Rivarol, mirabeau the younger the holbein of the sword who levied the legion of hussars de la mort on the rhine and honore mirabeau the elder amused themselves while dining together by drawing caricatures and getting up the petit Almanac des grands hommes after which honore went to propose martial law or the seizure of the possessions of the clergy he passed the night at the house of madame j after declaring that he would not quit the national assembly till driven thence at the bayonet point egalite consulted the devil in the lists of montrouge and returned to the garden at monceau to preside at orgies instituted by la Clos. the future regicide was worthy of his race exhausting his powers by debauchery before giving himself up to ambition lausanne already sated and withered supped in his little house at the barriere du Main with some opera-dancers whose favours were divided between Monsieur de noailles de Dion, de choiseul de Naban, de talleyrand and some other exquisites of the day two or three mummies of whom are still in existence most of the courtiers celebrated for their immorality in the latter part of louis the fifteenth's reign and during that of louis the sixteenth were enrolled under the tricolor they had almost all been engaged in the american war and had bedaubed their cordons with republican colours the revolution employed them before it had risen to any great height they even became the principal generals in its army the duc de lausanne the romantic lover of the princess Chatorisca, the pursuer of women the loveless who in the modest jargon of the court had now this lady now that the duc de lausanne then duc de Biron, commanding for the convention in la vendee what a pity to see baron de besanval the false and cynical revealer of the corruptions of high life displaying all the puerilities of the old expiring monarchy this heavy baron compromised in the affair of the bastille and saved by m necker and Mirabeau, solely because he was a swiss what a misery what had such men to do with such events when the revolution increased in strength and power it contemptuously abandoned these frivolous apostates from the throne it had had need of their vices it had need of their heads it despised no blood not even that of madame du barry end of chapter twelve